Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion, useless NBA trivia and garbage rankings. We are on season two, the best who never. If this is your first time, make sure to check out the trailer, otherwise you don't know what I'm talking about. Week one, we are talking about the best who never played in a playoff game. The best players who never once in their careers made the playoffs. At number 15, we got Jeff Huston. Played eight years. Uh, most of his time was spent in Cleveland, five of his uh, eight seasons. Uh, these were dark times for Cleveland. He left two years before they got the number one pick. That would be Mr. Brad Darty. A good, good run for them in the late 80s, early 90s, but he was long, long gone by then. Uh, Jeff's best season was 83, 12.6 assists per game, shooting 48%. Didn't take shots he couldn't make, and a really good passer. In fact, among all players who never made the playoffs, Jeff Huston, first in assists, 2,509. Why is Jeff so low? Well, outside of passing, he didn't he didn't do much. Not a great not a great score, 8.8 for his career. Uh, 40% again, solid solid shooting number, so that's cool. Uh, really good passer, and that's about it. Uh, number 14, Omri Caspi. Now he seems like a dude that would have taken a run with the Spurs at some point in his career, but he never did. Sacramento, Cleveland, Houston, Sacramento, Pelicans, Minnesota, Golden State, Memphis. A lot of teams. The well-traveled Omri Caspi, all the way from Israel. Now you heard two teams in there that might give you pause. 2014 Rockets, 2018 Warriors. On both those teams, he was playing mid-teens, uh, minutes per game. Didn't play in the playoffs at all, so he qualifies. This list is guys who haven't played a single playoff game, and he has not. Really good shooter, 37% for his career from three, taking two and a half a game. His best season was in Sacramento. Obviously, they were really, really bad, so he got a lot of shots on those teams. Uh, 12 points a game on nine shots. 48-41 splits. A really, really nice shooter. Among all players, he's fifth in threes. Fifth and threes among players who have not made the playoffs. I think he'd be a really good weapon on a solid team. Just nobody gave him the right run, and that's a bummer, because he played a lot of games, almost 600 games. Uh, and it's probably over for him now. He hasn't played in four years. Next up, number 13, Sebastian Telfair. Seabass was six foot tall, tiny little point guard. He was on a lot of teams right before they struck gold. He was on Portland a year before they drafted Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge. He was on Boston the year before they got Kevin Garnett. In fact, he was part of the Kevin Garnett trade. He was on the Clippers two years before Chris Paul. He was on Cleveland for four games in 2010, didn't get in the playoffs. The Phoenix the year after the playoff, playoff runs. Toronto the year right before they started making the playoffs. And then the big one, 2015 OKC, right in the middle of KD and Russ. KD was hurt. Russ won the scoring title. They missed the playoffs. That's a bummer. He was definitely a sixth man for most of his career. Only really started once in 08, 32 minutes a game for a Minnesota team that won 22 games. Not awesome. Uh, below 40% shooter. A, a bit of a glue guy, I guess, at point guard. One of those guys who was just like, what do you bring to our team? But he's very talented, so he makes the list. Definitely a career to be happy with. Uh, fourth all-time in assists. Fourth in seals. And one of only seven dudes on this list to have played 10 seasons or more. So congrats, Sebastian Telfair. Number 12, the ugliest man who has ever graced an NBA court, Popeye Jones. Hope he doesn't hear this. He probably never will, because I totally just insulted him. Popeye had a long career in the 90s, uh, and then into the early 2000s. And kind of like everybody, it, it just came down to really bad timing. 
He was on Dallas with uh, J. Kid, Jackson, and Mashburn, the team that just, you know, collapsed emotionally and they all hated each other by the end. He was on Toronto the year right before Vince got drafted. Uh, he was on Boston, uh, kind of when Twan and, and Pierce were still figuring it out. He was on Dallas in 03, but only played 26 games, didn't play at all in the playoffs, but a big bruiser. Uh, 10 rebounds a game twice, double-double in 95 and 96. Now, he's below 45% from the floor, which is not what you want uh, for a big man who plays that close to the rim. Didn't really defend, but he, he was a gobbler in terms of rebounds. I don't know about everything else in his life. Number two all-time in rebounds, 3,900 rebounds. Played 11 seasons, 12,000 minutes. Number 11, we're going Nate Williams. A swing man in the 70s. He was uh, he was Tiny Archibald's running mate for a couple years there. Um, nice score. 12 points, 12 points, 15 points a game. That ain't, that ain't bad, my dude. And that year when Nate Archibald went for 34 and 11. Coached by Bob Cousy. The team won 36 games. Not pretty. Uh, but probably the third best player on that team, fourth best player on that team was Nate Williams. Really solid scorer. Uh, 21st all-time in points per game among dudes who missed the playoffs for their career. Only 34 guys averaging double digits. Nate Williams on that list. Number 10, we're getting to Otto Moore. Number two all-time in games played, 682. He's also number one by a wide margin in total rebounds, over 5,000 rebounds for his career. He, play he played on some bad Detroit teams. Uh, he was on Houston for a few years. That same Kansas City team, by the way, another dude from that team. Heads up, there's going to be more. Uh, the best chance for a good team was the Jazz in the late 70s with Pete Maravich, but those teams sucked. Moore twice averaged a double-double, uh, just like Popeye, though. Bad field goal percentage. That's kind of what you expect for dudes on this list who are just rebounders. That's literally all they do, is gobble up rebounds. Obviously, decently long career, though. Uh, nine seasons, but... Uh, almost 700 games played. That's a full career, my man. Number nine, he was on two different Twin Tower tandems that didn't work out. Eddie Curry, drafted in the same era as Tyson Chandler. Uh, that didn't work out. Went to New York, ended up playing with Zebo, Zach Randolph. That didn't work out. Eddie Curry was an awesome, awesome inside scorer. Uh, led the league in field goal percentage his second year at 59%, averaging 10 points a game. Uh, but did not rebound. Five rebounds a game. Did, couldn't defend. Uh, but a really nice score. 13 points a game for his career. In 07, almost 20 points a game. 20 points a game for a whole season. But that was the Isaiah Thomas team. Uh, that stretch was very bad. 33 wins that year. Uh, ends up playing 11 seasons. Eighth all-time in games played without making the playoffs. Not your favorite list to be on, but... There are worse. Eighth all-time in points, almost 7,000 points. Number eight, he's best remembered for being dunked on in a historically disgusting fashion. Brandon Knight. He was on the post-Chauncey Pistons. Uh, he was on the, he was supposed to be the replacement for Brandon Jennings in Milwaukee the year after. That didn't work out. He was in that really weird stretch for Phoenix where they had Brandon Knight, they had Eric Bledsoe, they had uh, Isaiah Thomas, they had, they had Goran Dragic, all kind of uh, filing in over a couple year span. They were just loving those point guards, man, uh, over in Phoenix. 2016 was his best year 
best year on that Phoenix team. Uh, 20 points a game, five assists. He was just a really nice player. He was a starting point guard in the NBA for seven years. Um, just not a good enough shooter for the amount of volume he took. 35% from three, but almost taken five a game. 41% from the floor. Uh, not a good distributor at all, four assists a game, but he was definitely a point guard. Uh, just not great at just not great at point guard duties. Uh, way too many turnovers, didn't defend. Uh, but a really fun player, a really nice guy. He went sixth overall in the 2011 draft. That's not the worst pick ever. That's solid. That's fine. He ends up ninth in points, and he's third in threes. Number seven. I think this is going to change soon. It's got to change soon, man. Lonzo Ball. How has he not made the playoffs yet? Of course, he was, he was drafted to LA, uh, number two overall pick. He could not shoot when he got to LA when he was playing with the Lakers, but an amazing passer, great rebounder. Uh, I think he was like budget Ben Simmons without the giving up on the team. If Ben Simmons actually tried hard and liked basketball, that would be Lonzo Ball. Um, also, just worse at the game of basketball. When he got to New Orleans, he became a great shooter. 37%. What is up with LA that he just couldn't shoot there? Started hitting free throws too. Uh, by the time he got to Chicago, he was a lockdown defender, and that's how it was going to go. And then he hurt his knee. And he might not play again. And that is just freaking devastating. That Chicago team in 2022, I talk about this all the time, but DeMar DeRozan getting signed to that quote-unquote bad contract. And then they were the number one seed for a little bit. And then that didn't last, but DeMar DeRozan changed his career trajectory in his mid-30s. And that should have been Lonzo's first playoff appearance. So it sucks that he's hurt. Uh, hopefully he comes back soon. He's only 20, what, 7, 26? God, he's younger than me. What am I doing with my life? Uh, doesn't rank high in uh, most total stats, 8th in assists. But he is first in assists per game, 6.2. Also top 25 in both points per game and rebounds per game. That's pretty cool. Number six, we're going Clark Kellogg. Most of y'all might know him from 2K, but he had an incredible rookie season. Power forward in the 80s, 20 points, 10 rebounds a game as a rookie. 48%, not awesome for a power forward, but not bad for a rookie. That's solid. Uh, he was a very, very traditional guy. Probably he's only had three years. He could have been an all-star. And then those Pacers teams got better. Reggie Miller came along. Like, theoretically, he could have been playing on that 2000 team that went to the finals. But just injuries ruined his career. He was done by 25. Huge, huge bummer. Now, of course, he only played 260 games. So he doesn't rank high in totals. But he is second in rebounds per game, 9.5. Third in points per game, 18.9. He averaged 19 and 10 for his career. Shooting 50%. That's awesome. Uh, huge bummer for him. But we're into the top five, the five best players who have never made the playoffs. Before we do the top five, though, we're going to count down some guys that didn't make the cut or who I just like vibe-wise. Uh, Chase Buttinger, he was in that dunk contest, really fun player. He was in a draft class in that period that just I, I loved. Uh, 2009 draft class, bouncy dude from Houston. Uh, didn't make the cut. Eddie Griffin, uh, huge problems in his life. Could have been great. Uh, died. Get help if you need it. Uh, Miles Bridges. Doesn't belong in the NBA. Doesn't belong on this list. Josh Jackson. Huge bust. Marcus Pfizer was a name for a little bit there. Uh, Strohmile Swift. That dunk. The LSU man. Or fellow LSU-y. 
Jaleel Okafor, short, short career. I, I like that rookie year. He looked special, and then was just done after that. Uh, Marvin Bagley too early. Keldon Johnson too early. Mo Wagner, Wendell Carter, both of those two probably coming soon, hitting their first playoffs. Colin Sexton, should he have made this list? Maybe. 25 points a game is hard to get in the NBA. Maybe this is like the inverse of the prisoner of the moment thing. Like maybe he had a, as good of a career as Clark Kellogg. I also think he's going to make the playoffs this year with Munoz. Uh, into the top five, we're going with Bob Rule. We talked about him last season on the Seattle team. He was an all-star in 1970. 25 points a game, 10 boards. <sighs> Total empty calorie stats though. For the first three years of his career, he was 18 and 10, 24 and, t- uh, 24 and 12, 25 and 10. Five seasons with Seattle, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, and then he got to good teams. He, he had injury problems too, you want to be fair. Uh, but he did have a few full seasons later in his career. Uh, but his teams never won anything, and that's because he was the best player. Uh, incredibly talented. He is fourth in rebounds, sixth in points. But if he's the best player in your team, you're not going anywhere, and that was that was proven. Number four, Laurie Markkinen. Now I'm worried I put him too high, and there's a couple other guys who are modern guys that I dinged for not uh, for still being in the league and having the chance, and maybe I'm overrating them or underrating them. But I think Laurie Markkinen is a special player. To break out at 25 as a first-time All-NBA All-Star player, that's awesome. And it's not that this is the first time he was on a bad team earning the shots. He was on bad teams in Chicago, and he didn't put up those kinds of stats. Players improve. He got better. He's an incredible shooter, a very solid rebounder. Uh, not great. Um, decent defender, but just an offensive whirlwind. Um, he's going to be an All-Star for years to come. And when we redo the all-time Jazz team in a few years, hoping he makes that list. Uh, this year so far, a couple weeks into the season, 24 and 10. He's only a few years into his career, but he's top 10 in points, top 8 in rebounds. Big things coming, my man. Big things coming. Number three, another modern player who clearly deserves it at this point. He's been in for a while. Buddy Heald. He's probably a top 10 shooter in NBA history. Nobody talks about that way because he's on lists like this. Uh, drafted to New Orleans, part of the DeMarcus Cousins trade, went to Sacramento, long time in Sacramento. Putting up, I don't want to call them empty points because he earned them. It's just they were inflated because he was because he was on a bad team. Now he's on Indiana. Last year they were decent. Halliburton got hurt. He's putting up 17 points a game. This year he's a sixth man sort of, but they're gonna make the playoffs and he's gonna be an important part of that team. First career 40% shooter and just by a freaking mile he is the the leader in three point. He's the leader in three pointers made for this for this exercise. 1700. Number two is Laurie Markin at 870. That is a huge, huge gap. Uh, number two, another guy you know from last season, Jeff Petrie. Now this one might be the biggest bummer because he played for six seasons as the best player on Portland, averaging 25 a game as a rookie. Uh, good passer, budget, Pete Maravich. Not crazy. 22 points a game for his career. Uh, 19, 1976, he hurt his knee, never played again. In that season, 1976-77 season, the Blazers won the freaking title without him. Just huge bummer. In another world, he is a Hall of Famer. In that world, if he played a single additional season. If he's on that championship team, he's, he's remembered so much differently. Number one, though, uh, the most in games by a lot. 929 games played. 300 more than the next guy. 12 years played, that's the most. Most minutes, most field goals attempted and made, most free throws, second in assists, the only one over 10,000 points. 
This is quite clearly Tom Van Arsdale. His brother is better than him. That's fine. I know my brothers know how that feels. Played for five teams in his career. Detroit, bad situation. Cincinnati, this was post-Oscar, kind of the end of Oscar's run. And then the early Archibald stuff that just wasn't as good as it seemed. Uh, Philly, pre-merger. Atlanta, bad teams. Uh, Phoenix, right after their heyday and then before their little resurgence. Twice he averaged 23 points a game. A solid rebounder. For his career, he's a 15, four boards, two assists guy. Great swingman. A starter pretty much everywhere he went for his whole career. Three-time All-Star. The only three-time All-Star on this list. And really just looking at it, was his brother much better than him or was he just in a better situation? I'm starting to think it's the latter. They did play together in that final season when they were both 33. Uh, Obviously because they were, you know, twins. Same day and all. That's how it works. Uh, 1977, they retired together in Phoenix. That's fun. Now, if you guys hate my wrong opinions, tweet me at wrongopinionnba. If you think I missed somebody, call me an idiot. Tell me you hate me. I love that stuff. If you like this, though, you can also tweet me. Let me know. I appreciate validation. We're going to be back next week talking about the best players who made the playoffs but never won a series. We've got four sections of this of this season two. Uh, this first one is just team success. Second one is all NBA teams. Third one is stats. Fourth is awards. So talk to you next week. Till then, peace out.